Hello, I'm Abe Norman, producer of the Birdwalking Podcast. Due to the COVID-19 outbreak and measures to maintain social distancing, Birdwalking was recorded via phone in lieu of using the studio. Edits and vocal enhancements have been made in order to give you the best possible listening experience. We thank you for listening and your continued support. Birdwalking. In times of crisis, the world needs heroes. And who better than the dynamic duo, Natalie and Brandon? <laughs> okay, you there? Yeah, I am here. Can you hear me? Sorry about the random, I'm sure you got a random text. I can't read things correctly. <laughs> I was like, hmm, no text. Oh, I got my number because I'm a moron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured it was something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a feeling you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> So, uh, is this, um, are, are we recording? Yeah, we should be. Yeah, it looks like we are. That's great. So, if this is super weird. Like, uh, I feel like I've made more phone calls in the last two weeks and a half than the last 10 years. No, it's crazy. And what I was super amazed by is I know your phone number. Bird walking. You know, and what's going to happen is, that, you know, we're all super connected and everything, but one day the cloud is going to collapse and lose everybody's phone numbers and we won't have any idea how to contact each other. <laughs> it doesn't be you and me calling each other. <laughs> like, uh, imagine how this whole thing is so super weird and the timing of it all. Like, even even 10 years ago, if we had, had all had to shelter in place and make do with the kind of connectivity that was available back then, it would be so different. It's so weird how like technology was ready for this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. It's, I mean, even online gaming and which I think is keeping a lot of people completely sane or even just, um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know how I feel like the um, little parties, viewing parties on Facebook is relatively new. Right. Um, yeah. Because that's a, like an immediate thing that everybody's just like, oh, we can do this. Yes. Awesome. Okay, cool. You know, and it's super easy. Like the interface is really, really easy to use. Theoretically. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, this weird shelter in place thing is, it's like this uh, odd, um, you, you don't, you, because, like everyone's in the same boat of like, no one is supposed to be doing anything. And they, it's a, it's for once it's perfectly okay to wander around all day Saturday and do nothing at all. But how do you assuage your guilt that still comes with that kind of? Yeah, that, and that's, that's yeah, yeah. Actually, yesterday on Saturday, it's like yeah, you know, at first, it, uh, for first couple hours, it feels like a completely normal Saturday because we haven't been out. Like as soon as you, you know, go outside, it's so quiet and so forth, and you remember. Uh, I mean, I remembered from the <laughs> second, and then I re- second I wake and up. Then I remembered. I woke up and I remembered <laughs> that the world has changed. It will never be the same again. <laughs> well, I told you it was, uh, let's see, it was, I think it was last Monday. I mean, who, who knows? It's <laughs> no concept of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that Monday, I opened my eyes, and there was that five seconds where I completely forgot what was going on, right? And then then you remember. And it felt so much like that scene in Groundhog Day when the radio comes on. <laughs> like, I mean, multiple scenes, right? But it's, that's exactly what it felt like. And even later that afternoon, I we had our little team meeting and my manager was like, okay, how are you guys doing? Like at the end, we like kind of have a social part of it. And he's like, how are you guys doing? And I was like, have you guys seen Groundhog Day? And they all just start laughing. Like, no explanation needed. <laughs> Everybody knew exactly what was happening. Well, and and and, this, and, and then that's what they, like we've seen passing around on on the social media and stuff is that idea of the Schrodinger's virus. Mm. Um, and 
and, and but it, it all goes in together. So the concept is, Luke said, is that um, we we kind of have to behave like we have it already, like we come in contact, and we have to mm-hmm. behave like we have it. But then we also are pretending like we don't have it, so we keep ourselves away from people. So like we're all walking around having Schrodinger's virus. So like we both simultaneously have it and don't have it, and we're kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I feel like no, that's a hundred percent what it is. And because and, and then if 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 we reduce the number of infections and deaths, then we did what we're supposed to do. But then you'll you'll have people who will go, well, it wasn't that bad to begin with. So you know what. I will always believe what I believe about it. It doesn't really matter. But one thing well, you know, the, the, the key thing, part, the key thing is that this is so this this uh, shelter in place has been adopted by so many um, local governments across the country and across yeah. the world that there's got there's got to be something there. There's yeah. some validity I mean, even, to that, right? They wouldn't have gone this to this extreme if there weren't something there. There's always going to be people mm-hmm. that want to deny everything, but like. You know, this shit's real. <laughs> no, yeah, hundred percent. That's I mean, that's that's all there is to it. Um, but we're laughing about the. They're like, and they expect the the you know the height of it to hit in two weeks. I'm like, okay, but you keep saying that. Like you've been saying that for three weeks, four weeks now. It's always going to be two weeks, which well, messes with your head because you we're, we're bracing for impact that's never going to come. <laughs> it's not no, yeah, and the weird thing is also it's. We're flattening the curve, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that the aggregate number of deaths will go down. It right. just means we're trying to make it clear that the out. hospitals aren't overwhelmed. So that's even kind of just really concerning too. Like we're not doing, we're not. Well, I mean, it ultimately means if we don't overwhelm the hospitals, that more people get care, and then they'll they won't die when they get it, and they'll just you know die in a crowded at hospital. So the, the, the yeah. survival rate will go up, but it's still the number of people that will be seriously ill and that are in danger that might need ventilators and stuff won't necessarily change. It'll just stretch it out longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is the weird. Yeah. Ugh. And then uh, we, you and I both read enough science fiction that this is super like surreal. <laughs> I, I, it's just another version of all the different ones I've read. The only thing that's different so far is that it's slow enough that it could possibly be managed. Right. Like the apocalyptic yeah. stories are always like it's so fast that it just can't they can't get their head around it before everyone's dead. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Pardon me, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think and also the um, the fact that we can still purchase things and all of that also for uh, that helps people not take to the streets. So like you see in other stories where it's not as fast moving, but people start rioting and so forth. And I don't. I don't see that being a problem because we're being taken care of. That, and that, that scares the hell out of me because I have, that's so unpredictable. I, I, mm-hmm. Especially in our current environment. I mean, people are hoarding toilet paper. I just, yeah. Can you imagine what it's <laughs> going to be like if, if, you know, you know, meat becomes unavailable or gasoline yeah, or, yeah. you know, like how, how quickly it'll escalate. That's what my biggest fear is. Like you want to, you'll have whole groups of people that will just freak out immediately versus thinking, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll give it a week. Okay. We, we can make it, you know, I think you're going to see people freak out right away. And like, you're going to see, right. Oh, no, yeah, like, uh, yeah. And I don't know what it would take to, 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 you know, destroy supply chain like that because there's enough kind of backup uh, workers that could, we could divert it. We could come and have, yeah. yeah. Like and, I, and you know, the, make the call on the guard and stuff. And that's another thing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's another, um, uh, um, um, 
reason to isolate and social distance and all that stuff is that to the people that have to work who are meat processors, you know, supply chain people that they can, that they can keep working. And I, that's another thing that I feel like people don't completely understand. Right. And, and it's, and also it's not, so the, it's also, you, it's almost impossible for us to eliminate the touches uh, yeah. on everywhere, but the idea is to, is to reduce them. So it's only once in a while, instead of a hundred touches a day, you only get two. Uh, yeah. Cause there, and there's some indication that with some people, particularly like healthcare workers, it's repeated exposure that does it, that it's not a one thing. It's that they were exposed multiple times and right. it finally it, got through that kind of, which, you know, which kind of makes sense. But um, from stuff we know, I was like, I was joking around about, you know, they taught us the basics of the immune system in school. And this goes beyond this. <laughs> like, I was like, no, 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 no. You're, you're going outside of our, <laughs> what we understand about the immune system and you're making it more complicated. Stop that. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I mean, that's the freaky thing about this. It's not, so, you know, like I said, it's not, it's not moving as fast as it did for um, like the book station 11 or the stand uh, where it's just mm-hmm. sudden, you know, but the really weird thing I've heard, I've read so many kind of obituaries that it's, it's on Mondays. He started showing symptoms and now it's Thursday and, and we're, we're mourning them. Like, it's for those who are going to get it, and it's going to be serious, it's going to be real serious real fast. You have been listening to the Bird Walking Podcast. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, search for Bird Walking Podcast on Facebook or email us at our barely mentioned inbox, podcastbirdwalking at google.com. Also, spread the word about what you just heard by leaving us a review whenever you listen to us. Like, like you go downhill. Yeah, that's going to make it. If you do. Yeah, if you do. Right. Yeah. Um, right. The Daily, great. You may have heard it. They had a really interesting episode. I think it was last Friday, maybe, um, or last weekend, uh, where one of their reporters' husband had it. So it's her account. I'll just read the account, but it's her account of taking care of him and trying to keep her daughter safe and keep herself safe. And it was really just, it's just gut wrenching. It's got to be the same thing. Talk about the other shoe dropping, like that's right there in your house. Like how bad is it? Yeah. Yes. And it, yeah, it is my understanding if they if they're gonna if they it, 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 it'll either sort of nice, a nice little arc like you would like the flu over three days or something, or if you go over the arc and you don't quite get it, yours it could be a nosedive very fast. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. I mean, I know so much of it is age and underlying condition, but you just don't know who's gonna. Who's gonna don't get forget it. sassy attitude. <laughs> well, that was just pink. So. <laughs> Oh, that's right. She, she had it. That's right. Yeah. And so and that's an interesting thing, too, because people were like, oh, why'd she get a test? I'm like, they're like, oh, only the rich and famous are getting tests. And I, I said, is it a possibility that's because she was very sick? And that's also why we didn't know about it. I, I strongly, she'll hopefully tell us later how it went, but I strongly suspect that she was in the hospital. I think. Uh, yeah, but in- more than likely, uh, it's the rich people are getting tests. Oh, right? no, no, no. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, ooh, we're um, this is the hospital. <laughs> so this, you, you kind of mentioned earlier when we were talking that this kind of this is an interesting thing where it kind of how how this might be centered around um, uh, Maslow's hierarchy mm. of needs. Yeah, and it yeah, kind of brings absolutely. to light a lot of these kind of uh, things about like you know random trips to Target and getting anything you want at any given time is seems almost like a a given right in our country. That at mm-hmm. any time we can get in the car and go do whatever the hell we want and spend money on whatever the hell we want. And this is super, this is, is kind of reframing everything for us, right? 
Yes. And it's, oh, yeah. And, and part of what you were also describing is, because um, we definitely, with, you mix in Amazon and other online retailers, it's very, you can see that need for buying something all the, instantly and all the time. You may not get it instantly, but you know what I mean? Like you could buy it. Like I was, <laughs> I was, I was in the shower because, you know, you have your shower thoughts and I was like, oh my God, what are shopaholics doing? This must be, t- oh wait, they can buy things online. <laughs> Like, this must be terrible for them. Like, oh, right, because I don't, I don't buy clothes online very often, so that didn't even And it's probably me. a new kind of element where uh, some of the stuff they want to buy is, like, you know, a backlog or going to take longer. And yeah, in some right. ways, that probably adds to the whole kind of, like, intrigue and excitement of shopping. Oh, let's, yeah. see, let's see who else has it. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, or how long it's going to take, and I get to wait for it. It's going to be four days, and I'll get to track it, and I get to see when it's coming in, And versus when you get everything just at your fingertips, um, frankly, it also gets a little boring that you everything is just there all before go all the time. But uh, so, but like yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. I, I, so uh, Maslow's, I I have the the my computer open here. So Maslow's mm-hmm. hierarchy needs for just to remind us is um, the is first is uh, physiological, just making sure you can live, um, mm-hmm. and then safety is sort of basically your house, a roof over your head, um, food. Uh, the next one up is love and belonging, uh, you know, friendships, family, and then esteem is sort of your, your confidence, your uh, sense of achievement and stuff. And then finally will be self-actualization, you know, uh, morality, uh, you know, ethics, um, problem solving, uh, lack of prejudice and things like that. Um, so I, not only around the, the virus situation, but like even just our, our capitalist society right now, I wonder where, how we're doing as a society. <laughs> I feel like, so yeah, looking at this, because mine is self-actual, the top one also says desire to become the most that one can be. And so looking at this, I feel like our country has a very bad habit of flipping this upside down and making that the most important thing. Uh, otherwise known as pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, right. Or influencers. I was, that's where I was going with that is the same. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Like, um, the hero celebrity worship. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, a, it's like, so that's what I was like. I mean, it goes back to what I was saying. Like it, it, it's a given already that physiologically and safety are, are, are just a given in our country. Obviously we have a homeless problem and there's, that doesn't apply to millions of people, but like it, we are as a first world country, we are wealthy enough that it's a given that, uh, like enough people and, or even this whole shelter in place thing is working because enough of us have a place to go. Um, you know, and, and yeah, in the history yeah. of mankind, that is an amazing feat that we're that, that we are there already. Um, but at, at the same time, it kind of creates these, I think you're, you're, when you're said, it's kind of put it on its head or upside down is, is apt. I think there is kind of a, um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a beautiful home. Oh God. And then you can do all this other meaningless superficial rhetoric um Mm -hmm. and that's kind of that's that's really interesting natalie i think that's a great observation because it almost is like a modern would be like on the bottom be physiological and then safety and then we're saying self-actualization actualization actualization (laughs) actualization is the next level up like that's more important than yeah love and belonging and then even self-esteem is even more unattainable or less attainable than it was to be that's really interesting i completely agree with that because you know you know when you cruise on you know reddit and facebook and stuff you you kind of there's this sense of like 
people are lonely as hell and so, they're not yeah, no, connections a, with anybody anymore. No, a hundred percent. It's actually, um, it's, uh, they consider it a crisis. Now, um, the UK has a, uh, minister of loneliness or something like that, but it's, and that's what it's specific. Their, their job is specifically to address that problem because Can you just see the Lamonti Python sketch. Oh, I 100. That's the first thing I thought of. And they're, they even like, everyone kind of jokes about it, but they all are like, yeah, and it's really important. They're like, yep, but it's really funny. It's just this poor guy sitting in a, in a small office by himself and no one's come by for like, <laughs> yeah, right. I like to see people like walking very quickly by the door because they don't want to talk to Bob. Totally. Yeah. yeah. He's like, can I help you? <laughs> no, I, oh, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, a, it is, it's a real and very serious problem. It's actually, um, uh, so it's a comorbidity. So if you take somebody who is already suffering, you know, feels lonely, actual lonely, like, sorry, persistent, not just, you know, one night, and they have other underlying issues, like maybe they smoke or they, um, they're overweight um, or they have some um, chronic condition, you know, it, the loneliness absolutely can accelerate that. They've, they've found through studies that that's the case. Um, another interesting thing, this, uh, someone who's researching this, they were looking at some deaths during a extended blackout in New York, New York City. Okay. Um, and there were people who died during that, and it was in the summer. So, you know, you can have some heat-related deaths, but what they found was most of the people that had passed away during that lived alone and had... Um, no support system, but they weren't shut-ins is what's weird about it. They had the ability to leave their apartment or what have you. So it wasn't just a heat thing, um, but they didn't because they, well, you know, they had and, nowhere and, to go. Anecdotally, this is completely, you know, not fact-based at all, but it feels like you're hearing the same thing about the, the virus as well, that there's a quantity, there's a higher quantity of people dying alone mm. yeah. than, than there are with people and families purely just speculation, but I wonder if it's the same kind of thing where people that are, are lonely or alone, um, it's tied into their physiological responses. So other interesting thing about that is that they say that men are more susceptible to the virus than women and men are the, the, the definitely the majority of the sufferers of the loneliness problem and the ones who are killing themselves because of it. Um, so, I wonder if that's what's actually going on there. Is that if those two things are tied in together, that it's yeah, men that's, that's because they're more likely to be alone. Yeah, and I, but, yeah. yeah, I don't know what to do about it either. I don't, I, I don't know what went wrong, um, because it does seem generational. I don't. This isn't a Gen X thing. I don't think it's it's definitely a millennial thing. In yeah, younger. for sure. I mean, there's studies that I was actually listening to a, a, a Paula Poundstone special from last year and she if anybody knows her at all she's notoriously um anti-technology uh, <laughs> and she only uses it if she wants but she she was she was doing like a comedy show but it was in front of like a, a like a teaching community kind of thing um and she was she's very much like no like everyone was all about you know give their kids give everybody ipads and give the kids technology and they'll they'll learn it'll somehow give them a boost up and she's saying now there's, you know, tons of studies that show that it, it actually increases um, loneliness and uh, decreases mm. connectivity with other people when you have this, she kept telling you, your flat thing in front of your face all the time. Um, and I, 
I find it, I find it fascinating because uh, I do, you know, like, like I said, I've mentioned Reddit before. That's where you see a lot where like people, you know, people have read it. How do you get out of bed in the morning? I'm like, uh, you get out of bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> because, and it is a generational thing as, as somebody who's turning 50 this year, it doesn't, you know, everyone gets lonely and I have, you know, I'm coming from a place of privilege. I've had, I've been married for years and years. I've been happily, you know, have, I've had relationships forever, but I, I, I don't, there's a sort of almost like a, expectation that you're going to be a loser, lonely person as a young person right now. Bird walking. You are tuned into the bird walking podcast. Um, what, so yeah, it's so many things you're saying. Like, um, well, one that the whole, like, pardon me. Um, you know, you'll, you, 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 Okay, Natalie. <laughs> Your <laughs> word. Yes. So, you know, you'll see little uh, indications of people have these um, online relationships and, um, you know, make these friends online and are like, oh, these, these they've been friends for years and this is the first time they're meeting. And I'm like, but it just has, holds no appeal for me whatsoever because I feel like you just never, and it may just be the way that I communicate that it's, I feel like I can never have a real deep relationship with somebody only on text over, you know, online. I, that just is bizarre to me. And I wonder if that's part of it is that um, the, the, the age group groups that we're talking about, they engage in that so much, but they walk away feeling, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a piece of the puzzle is just not there. They're not really, they're, they're not really given the, option to meet in person or, or they're kind of, or they're, or maybe there the message has been forever that this, that Facebook will fulfill your needs. Yeah. And I, I and, you know, they're not really seeking out the other options because they've been sold this bill of goods that says, no, this is, this is it. This is it. This will take care of everything for you. This has yeah, all no, your needs taken care of. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel like, and, and then on top of that, the thing, I mean, there's no, the, there's some formats that um, are more anonymous, but like you can't have a real relationship or say anything real on Facebook at all because <laughs> everything follows you forever. So cancel culture will get you eventually if you, if you just speak your mind. Um, and you and I have had several very controversial uh, conversations that would not be allowed on to carry on on Facebook or even on Reddit, even more anonymous without being shut down. Because oh, they're, sure. they're complicated, they're you have to say some things that aren't PC in order to get to the point that you want to mm-hmm, make, mm-hmm. Um, and you can't, you just can't do that anymore. And, but then if you, and you, and then if you make this about like people trying to um, make connections with other people, and it's all just superficial because you just feel like you can never say anything without being downvoted. You know, you're never going to form a relationship. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's so, oh, it's, and it's so easy to just like, just unfriend somebody when you're mad at them. I right. had to uh, stop it, myself a couple totally. times and, somebody and, this week. And I'm like, and, and you, and you come across that on Facebook all the time. You'd be like, oh, well, you know, if you're a blah, 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 and you believe in such and such, blah, 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 just unfriend me now because I don't want you in my life. It's like, well, now you're just going to have nothing but confirmation bias on everything you do. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I was talking about that earlier um, because I don't have a lot of friends that I disagree with, 
Um, and it's oh, I not, thought you were say I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> That's actually not true, but, um, but, uh, um, so I, I, I'm like, I don't want it to be an echo chamber. It was funny though, because even when my friend, I'm arguing with a, a good friend of mine or, you know, someone that I've been friends with for years about Biden. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Like we are both on the same part of the political spectrum, but we have different goals with what's going on politically. So we're still, you're still arguing. But that's um, okay. You can, but see, that's debating to me. That's, you know, that's, that's, debating that's trying to get because it, it is possible that w- at one point your friend will say something about biden that you didn't really think of framed that way and it may persuade yeah. you to think a little differently so what's interesting is part of the one thing that you and i talked about before with the um the pyramid of basic needs is there's this argument in the u.s about whether or not access to health care and by access i mean that you go and you don't worry that you're going to lose your house because you need treatment or cause I, it's funny. It's been so long since I have felt this way, but you know, so many people just choose to not go to the doctor at all because they can't afford it. Um, and I haven't been in that boat in a while. So I <laughs> kind of forget about it. But, um, but what's interesting is that's the second, that's on the second step health. And I don't know why people don't, why that isn't a thing? It's so confusing to me that. It, well, it's still it, that's this has come back to this thing where we created this 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 asinine situation in this country where uh, you, you, the bootstraps thing, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. and it, you this rugged individualism uh, yeah. is 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 a, is, a, is fucking bullshit and it's a lie. Um, mm-hmm. And it, but it's all for pro- like it's all for profit. It's all for profit and greed. It has nothing to do with the running of the system or how expensive it is or or being the best quality. Because capitalism will make sure that we have the best healthcare th- systems. That's all just a lie, so that people can make more money off of it. Uh, and it, it it's it's got to stop. Like this is nuts. And, and I my household is in the in the boat where if if we're at the age where we want to start making some career changes or we, we have a decision, you know, we'd like to do something different. Um, it's terrifying because of healthcare, like you, I'm stuck. Like you're, you're stuck. You have to stay with an employer as somebody that has good coverage or you're screwed. Um, yeah. It's like um, employers really like you to buy houses and they, they really actually like it when you have kids because that means you're going to keep working. Uh, right. is- and then it's the opposite of freedom. So mm-hmm. this whole thing where everyone, you know, pull yourself through bootstraps, have your own individualism. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. You can have whatever success you want. It's all a lie if you follow that, you know, that train of thought. Like it's there. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the communist <laughs> workers revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, when you, yeah. When you start really, really thinking about it, um, it, it, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, pardon me, that's kind of where you end up. Um, well, I mean, else and, 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 and I was thinking like, you know, it feels like we're on the brink of like a revolution here, like, and then, and this virus is kind of making us all reframe everything, but I just have so much um, pessimism that anything is going to change. We're all just going to go back mm-hmm. to work in three months and all these lessons learned aren't going to, and then, you know, Biden is going to emerge from his his cave, and we're all going to go back to like praising him because it's the only choice we have, and being moderate about all of our points of view. You know, I'm 
I mean, it's probably a, a theme for another episode, but like, where's the revolution and what will it take mm-hmm. to get there? What will, what will it really take for us to, to, you know, go not just stop going to work? Yeah. You yeah. Know, feeding the beast. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I need Here. to pay my rent. So that's the, <laughs> like, exactly the uh, point, yeah. right? Like yeah. everyone just like you just puts up with it because we've been we're all have, we all have to be in this kind of boat together, and it's not it's actually just not true. But we're all terrified because we don't have socialized anything. We don't have a safety net. We we will lose everything if we step out into the streets, and it's that's yeah. by design. No, no, yeah, hundred percent. You know, what, I was just as you're, as you're saying this, I was thinking one. It, it, I've I've seen little hints of this. It is it is a possibility. Again, I'm like you. I'm I'm not particularly optimistic about things changing, but uh, one one possibility is that the structure of work changes a bit. For instance, this whole thing where everybody in the, every adult works in the household. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I don't. I don't want to go back to it just being the the woman is the housekeeper. I don't. That's not what I'm looking for at all. But or because okay. So generally speaking, it, it would it would be like the husband goes to work and the the mother or the wife stays home to take care of the kids and so forth. So you're like, okay, well, that is not as common as it used to be, right? That's not the picture. You know, you have um, right. You have no kids. You have same sex relationships. So who stays home? And and if there's no kids, does it make sense? for one person to stay home, but perhaps it's more of a, we don't all work 40 hours a week anymore, but we still can survive. Like maybe both adults work 30 hours a week or 25 hours a week um, instead of just work, 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 Uh, you know, going to um, four days a week, like some companies are just doing right now. um, Mine is for some teams, things like that. That would be, Amazing. Like I, I, I agree with you, and I think that we're maybe that's the one thing we will see is that this is going to be the catalyst that says for a lot of those um, experiments that we've been running in the background and now come to the forefront, where working from home, um, shared spaces from home, uh, you know, doing uh, coffee shop work and stuff is all going to be a lot more like we're proving that it mm-hmm. can work, um, and it's going to. And you're right, and then you then you start to say, well. Uh, yeah, why do I need to run up and down the road and everything? It was it was funny. I was talking to mom and dad the other day, and mom brought up you know mom started. She's like, well, yeah, but it's just you know being stuck at home all the time. Like people want to go to work and they want to meet their coworkers and they want to. And I and I was like, I don't disagree, but I think you're thinking we're we're working in a different paradigm now, mom. We're not mm-hmm. in that anymore. And like commutes have gotten so ugly and so horrible that like if you have a choice mm-hmm. not to do it, why would you go back to that? Even for the social aspect, like yeah, right now a- we can't do it. But if you work from home, you would go meet for coffee every other day for your group of friends and stuff. Like you find alternatives. And that's the thing, too, if you think about, so when mom was, you know, the height of her work career, people worked at the same, not she didn't necessarily, but um, people worked at the same place for 30 years. So you're like, yeah, I want to go see my coworkers. But for us, oh, sorry, because that's their, like, most familiar group of people, right? Right. For us, it's, I work at the same place for apparently six years maximum that we figured that out, right? <laughs> Seems to be a common thing. Um, but often two years, two to six years now, right? Um, so, and let's be honest, most of the time, 
you don't talk to your coworkers, coworkers well, and, again and once I, you leave. And so I you have your a, friends. A, right. Because it's an outgrowth of the work-life balance thing that is, is so on trend right now is that you're, most of us are not looking to our coworkers um, for that part, supporting that part of our lives. We're, going, we're finding the social part of it on our own. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, and, and sometimes that is that you you get that through coworkers. You know what I mean? Like um, obliquely, like yeah, you end up being friends with somebody, but you don't work together anymore. Like I, I am so guarded at work about my personal life because you. I don't believe it's in my current employer, but there's so many situations where you do the wrong thing, and they're like, "Bye." Like we don't agree with your life. Bye, and they can do that. Well, I, no. I, but I, I think it ties back into the whole, like, the Facebook thing. And, and like, you just, like, I don't know about you, but, like, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a, a um, generally, uh, we all, we all agree that we're not going to friend each other on Facebook, like, on yeah. your own team. You might do it, like you said, after you move up to another team and it was somebody you were, you were close to while you work with them. And now that you're not going to see them all the time, you might friend them and see them. But like, while you're there, like it is a given that you don't friend each other because I think it, it comes back to the concept, like it's too invasive. You, you know, mm-hmm. you got to keep barriers up in some way. Right. But I also think it, it, there's not a, there's not a trust in like the, you know, in, in the, in the team anymore. Like you, you're just there to work. Yeah. And I, and I, I worry that people don't get that. Because yeah, that's that is a conversation for another time. Honestly, and actually, we've we've talked about it a bit. Um, I I think we should revisit the whole job thing again because one got a lot of good responses from our listeners, which was great. Um, but there's so much there, and it's I think a lot of our opinions bear repeating, particularly about loyalty. A lot of our opinions. Well, just saying. No, I mean, it's true. It's funny. It's a blanket statement. That's why you're listening to us right now. Um, all right. So, listen, let's, let's do table. Let, let's put that into another episode yeah. and everything. And I did. I told Mike that I was going to go help with um, with the, blowing the lawn because it's, it's super ugly out there. So, oh, that's right. Um, the lawn. <laughs> I forgot. You have a whole yard. Yeah. So, um, okay, cool. Let's just connect and do a, another episode in a little while. Cool. All right. All right. Bye. Bird walking. You have been listening to the Bird Walking Podcast. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, search for Bird Walking Podcast on Facebook or email us at our barely mentioned inbox, podcastbirdwalking at google.com. Also, spread the word about what you just heard by leaving us a review whenever you listen to us.